Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sports Radio 910 The Fan. Uh, Bring the energy! It's happening. Get it, get get, get, get. for your lives. It's time for MP on the mic. Cunning. Capable, agile, flexible. It gets me pumped and it gets me going. Michael Phillips is... Let's go! MP on the mic. Wednesday morning. Good morning, everybody. Michael Phillips here. MP on the mics, the show, 910 The Fan, 105.1 FM. Talking quickly because we've got a fun day ahead, busy day ahead. Uh, I'll be on the move today. Uh, going to see a lot of sports, going to talk to a lot of people, going to have a lot of fun. But first, two hours of great radio here. We'll get you ready. It's a VCU game night. I'll be out there at the Stew, uh, the Seagull Center. VCU against Radford. I'm excited for this one. A pretty big early season test. For the Rams, who will put it their one and one mark on the line against the Highlanders. And Radford gave these guys a game last year. And I, I think I don't I'm not I'm not breaking any news here to tell you that this year's team is not in the same place last year's team was. And you know we, we don't panic about that around here. Nobody's panicking. The last thing we need to do is panic. Nobody panic. I, I'm not I'm not panicking. But I'm letting you know they've got some work to do still. Uh, having seen both games, they've got some work to do still, especially offensively, especially in motion, in transition, in the fast break. Uh, they've they've missed some easy opportunities. Now, I think they are exceptionally well coached. Uh, somebody, I think it was... Uh, Matt Sheltonidi of uh, uh, VCU Ram Nation, and I hope he's saying his name. I'm saying his name right, um, but I might not be. Uh, he put online the other day: only eight percent of VCU shots are two point jump shots, which is awesome. That's exactly where you want to be. You want at the paint, at the hoop, or three pointers. Uh, they're they're well coached. They know what they're doing. They know how to pick out the right shots. They just don't have that cohesiveness, that chemistry yet. That, uh, that that leads to the kinds of VCU success we've seen. And Radford is uh, a, a feisty, feisty little outfit that will take advantage of that. 
and uh, I think uh, could take advantage of that tonight. So uh, a big game night out there. Uh, we'll bring you VCU post game tomorrow. Uh, of course, chat with uh, the players and Coach Ryan Odom after the game. Bring you their thoughts, uh, and uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll see where that one goes. Uh, I'm excited to watch that. So we'll get you ready for that during today's program. Before that, though, I'll be sliding up to Ashburn for our our Wednesday tradition. I'll go up there. Chat with the Commanders players, and uh, as you know, Thursday's program is inside the locker room. We'll take you inside the Commanders locker room, bring you interviews with the Washington Commanders. Lots to talk about this week. Charlie Brown's going to kick that football again. They're they're going to do it. They're going to beat the Giants. I have I have pushed the button. I have made the declaration. It's the second time I've pushed the button this year. I try not to make a habit of it, but we're doing it. Second time this year. It's a must-win game. It is an absolute, full-on, must-win football game for Ron Rivera, for Jack Del Rio, for Eric Bieniemy, for the Washington Commanders. The Giants have have won seven of the last ten, and then the tie tossed in there as well. So of the last ten meetings of these teams, Washington's only won two both of those were in that Joe Judge year, the 2021 season, when the Giants were just absolutely horrendous. Uh, it, it, the sound that garbage disposal makes. That was the Giants football team for the entire entire season that year in 2021. That was the year they did the quarterback kneel on third down and six early in the game before punting, uh, which you remember, may remember as being kind of the, the swan song there of the Joe Judge era in New York. That was... those are the only two of the last 10 that the commanders have won. So we're doing it. It's the second time I've hit the button. I did for the opener against Arizona. I said, look, a lot of people are coming back, sampling this product for the first time again. We're going back to classic Coke, new Coke's out. They have to win. They have to retain the fan base. They, They have to give people a reason to leave excited. That was game one. They did it. They beat Arizona. I'm pushing the button for the second time. It's a must win game. They have to beat the New York Giants. The Giants are so bad right now that if this team's going to get to where it pretends it wants to be, uh, and I'm not even talking about playoffs. I'm just talking about developmentally. I'm talking about Eric Bieniemy as an NFL play caller. These are the games you win. The, the Giants messed with him last time. Seven points on the board last time up there in New York. Sam Howell has been resilient. He has bounced back. These are the games you win. So we'll get you, uh, I'll be doing that today. I'll be up in Ashburn. We'll bring you inside the locker room tomorrow. Always one of my favorite segments. Of course, we'll have VCU postgame from the Stu tonight. Uh, so tomorrow's show will be fantastic while we uh, while we put a bow on everything that happens today. But first, we've got a great show for you today. Mike Sveditz joins at 11, as he always does. We'll play Hotel Pin Trivia at 1045 for the most prestigious prize in all of radio. A little breaking NFL news this morning. Deshaun Watson out for the remainder of the season for the Cleveland Browns. He will have surgery on his shoulder. Now they say this is a new injury, not the one that sidelined him for for a couple months uh, or a couple weeks earlier this season. But but the big takeaway here is Cleveland is really caught unprepared right now. This is a six and three football team that that doesn't just have wins. They got wins over the Ravens, the Niners, and the Bengals. They've beaten some impressive competition along the way. They've got a 6-3 and three mark. They're very much in the playoff push. They'd be in the playoffs if they started today. 
They're running downhill to end the season. They got Broncos, Rams, Jaguars, Bears, Texans, Jets. That's the stretch after the Steelers after the Steelers game this weekend. This is a team that could and probably should make the playoffs. And yet, with Deshaun Watson out, they're going to be leaning on P.J. Walker to be their quarterback the rest of the way. Now, they got one of the very best defenses in football. I don't. We'll find out what the over-under is on that game with the Steelers. Steelers are winning the same way. They're winning with defense, too. This could be Iowa football-esque on Sunday when the Browns meet the Steelers now. A pair of great defenses, a pair of teams that, that don't have an answer at quarterback. But you remember preseason. The Browns traded Josh Dobbs to the Cardinals for a fifth-round draft pick. I bet they wish they had Josh Dobbs right now. I mean, if, if they had Josh Dobbs, I, I think they'd be pretty clear favorites to make the playoffs. I'm not I'm not diminishing P.J. Walker, a guy who's who's got some NFL experience, got some XFL experience, has played under the lights in the big games of the XFL. But they're, they're in a world of hurt there, and, and that throws that division back into flux, gives, gives the Steelers a little hope, win one this weekend, keep themselves in the playoff picture as they try to stay afloat with, without a legit quarterback of their own as Kenny Pickett, and that offense has been struggling. But the big action last night was in the NBA. We were back to the NBA in-season tournament, and let's get ready to rumble. I think it's so important because, frankly, there's so much competition. Ant pulls up on a straightaway three. It's off the front rim. No, and the rebound to Draymond Green. Ant did not have... Oh, and Jaden McDaniels and Clay Thompson are throwing punches at one another. they got to be separated. Now someone's got Rudy in a headlock. It's Draymond. Someone get that dude in a headlock. Two teams have to be separated. Jaden is hot. Rudy got tackled to the floor. Somehow Draymond just got Rudy around the neck from behind. Like, what is that? Crowds into it. Rudy's pointing down at Draymond Green. I mean, as soon as someone has Rudy in a headlock, how are you not wrapping up Draymond and getting him around the face? Well, if he couldn't hate Draymond Green anymore, just add this to the list. There you go. Draymond Green puts Rudy Gobert in a chokehold during a, a scuffle. A little scuffle there in the uh, NBA in-season tournament. A little, little spice, little spice in the in-season tournament. And uh, I, I, love, I love that call from Minneapolis there. It was the Timberwolves Radio Network. If you couldn't li- dislike him anymore, there you go. There's another uh, another reason to do so. I've, I've enjoyed the in-season tournament, uh, and, and certainly uh, that, that provides a little bit of life to it for sure when you've got a villain's villaining like that, that I like the courts. I like mixing it up. Uh, we do. Here's Adam Silver, the commissioner of the NBA, uh, on the in-season tournament, and why this is important for the league to do this. I think it's so important because, frankly, there's so much competition. There's so much interest in sports, particularly this time of year. There's a lot of college football going on, obviously the NFL. So it's just an opportunity to break through a little bit, to take games that we were already playing, but add something special. Long run. That's uh, NBA Commissioner Adam Silver on the in-season tournament. I, I love the in-season tournament idea. Uh, you're, you're missing one element, though, right? They, they always compare it to what they're doing in European sports, right? The FA Cup and British soccer, all those things. That's the missing ingredient here for me. You need to invite other teams and other leagues into this tournament. And I don't know how the logistics on that would work if you could get 
German teams over there, if you could get Israeli teams in on this tournament somehow. I'd love to see this thing expand outside of the NBA. G League teams, again, you've got issues. You've got logistical issues with how the rosters would work. But I would love to see, heck, I mean, now that you've got NIL, can you get some top college programs in on this? I don't know. It feels like you, it feels like you could find a way to do it in our current environment. I would love to see some Hoosier-style stories, some underdogs introduced into this, some other teams introduced into this along the way. That, that would be my preference for the NBA in-season tournament, to, to give it a little juice, to separate it further. Because right now you're just playing regular season games on different courts in the tournament format for the money. I've said this about college conference tournaments too. I would move conference tournaments to earlier in the year. I think they get lost right now in their current spot. Because you got the ACC tournament, the A-10 tournament, right? VCU wins the A-10 tournament. It's a big freaking deal. And it should be celebrated. And yet, they they pull the bracket four hours later. And you're on. Yeah, you've moved on. Four hours later, we're talking about the bracket. We're talking about the tournament. We're filling it out. I would move those earlier in the year. I like what the NBA is doing, providing another tentpole event early in the season. I've said that about college basketball, too. Move those to earlier in the season. Push them back. Uh, you know, allow them to breathe on their own, have a little bit of celebration of the sport. Speaking of celebrating the sport, college game day out at JMU. Later in the show, we will uh, we'll play for you Pat McAfee's clips talking about the Dukes as there is reporting from ESPN. Pete Thamel reporting that the NCAA will decide on JMU's waiver this week. So we're monitoring that situation. Uh, we're driving you around Richmond. It's a Wednesday morning. And step aside. Back with more after this. You're listening to 910 The Fan at 105.1 FM. Wednesday morning. Thanks for making us a part of your day. Michael Phillips here, MP on the mic. Always enjoy hanging out with you, but especially today, a busy time in the world of sports. Busy time locally. We've got VCU hoops tonight right here on the fan. Don't miss AWOD's pregame show. Robbie Robinson, Rodney Ashby have the call for you at 7 o'clock. VCU Host Radford, I'll be up in Ashburn today. We'll bring you inside the Commander's Locker Room tomorrow. Always have a fun time doing that. Should be a jam-packed show. Very much looking forward to it. And we count down to a big weekend and potentially a big NCAA ruling for James Madison. JMU has formally contested their postseason ban, their bull ban with the NCAA. And uh, reporting from Pete Thamel at ESPN uh, is that the NCAA is expected to respond this week. Now, that comes under the the shadow here of ESPN's college game day coming down to JMU, to James Madison. Not the first time they've done that. They've been a couple times. The crowds have always been fantastic. There's actually, for those of you who don't know the background, a lot of ties between the game day producers and the history of that show uh, and JMU itself. JMU is a school that's produced a lot of important people, media people, uh, things of that nature. And uh, they will uh, they will uh, be in the spotlight this weekend as they take on App State, their senior day game, favored by 10. That number scares me a lot. Uh, JMU uh, dealing with injuries uh, with their top pass rusher, left tackle, right tackle, all, all injured, all, all won't play the rest of the year. That is uh, That is surprising to me that that number is that big because App State's certainly a team to be respected. Uh, a 2 o'clock kick there, 
Uh, game day was uh, was around 2015-2017, so it's been six years. One of the new additions is Pat McAfee. He'll do his show from Harrisonburg on Friday, uh, but he weighed in yesterday on his excitement getting to come to JMU and uh, everything that's that's coming in terms of that legal ruling as we as we wait word on that. James Madison, I've started looking into it. Like obviously, they're in the middle of a just bull rule with the NCAA. Like no reason for them to be getting punished the way that they're getting punished, except for an archaic rule that just can be changed and allegedly potentially being petitioned right now. So we shall see if the NCAA, just like the Tez Walker, North Carolina stuff could have happened like six weeks beforehand. Yep. NCAA would have been put in good light. This one seems like everybody's in agreement. Like, hey, don't have to enforce a two-year transition period for a school to become officially D1, especially if in the first year, instead of the normal move, which is like still have a D2 schedule, but yeah. you're transitioning into D1, then that next year you have a full D1 schedule, and then you're allowed to get into championships and bowl games and everything like that. They took a D1 schedule their first year in their transition, so they tried to expedite that whole thing. Then they petitioned, like, hey, we didn't have that transition year. We want straight into D1, D1 schedule. Is there any way we could change? Yeah, and the NCAA allegedly looking into it for James Madison, who's currently undefeated, not allowed to play in the Sun Belt Championship. Makes no sense. Wow. So dumb. At all. Makes no sense. It's good on McAfee for looking into college football. Look, he's an entertaining personality, and uh, JC's probably enjoyed his his wrestling cameos. Uh, but but you know, he's he's still finding his his sea legs when it comes to college football. But this is that commentary aside, is exactly what JMU needs because you've got. The NCAA wait, making its decision, knowing that if they say no, that that's it. That that's the end. Say that right into the teeth of a national spotlight weekend. And JMU's been very good to ESPN, uh, certainly this year, and I would say over the last few years as well. It's a big fan base. This isn't your traditional team moving up. By the way, I'll, I'll fact check there. Not Division 2 to Division 1. They're both Division 1. It's FCS to FBS Championship Series to Bulls Series. We'll, we'll educate a young Mr. McAfee uh, as he comes to town this weekend. But having him, e- even if that's his at-a-glance take, that's a, that's a good take to have in your back pocket. That's a good take to have as you get ready for you know, a big weekend ahead, a national spotlight weekend, and certainly the the notion of the NCAA needing to rule this week is correct in the sense that this will this game will in large part determine whether JMU would play in the Sun Belt Conference Championship game, a game they would need need to get ready for, uh, a venue, an event they would need to get ready for potentially. You you need to make the preparations for that. So we're running out of time here. We'll obviously keep an eye on that as that develops. This week, and we'll uh, we'll we'll see where that lands. We'll see where that goes. Uh, we'll await that breaking news as the NCAA weighs in on James Madison and their situation. Uh, UVA uh, released an update on Paris Jones. He's the running back who was injured uh, on that that play in the Louisville game last week. Uh, Coach Tony Elliott says he's going to remain in Louisville for a few weeks. Uh, he had spinal surgery. Uh, he is back up and walking. But he has a long road of rehab ahead of him. So, unfortunately, that injury was as serious as it looked like there, uh, not last Thursday, but the previous Thursday night when UVA played Louisville. Uh, running back Paris Jones uh, is going to stay in Louisville for his rehab for a while. Uh, certainly, uh, our thoughts are with him, and, and we wish him and the team the best as he continues 
his recovery uh, is the word from Tony Elliott yesterday said that the team had had a chance to to talk to him and zoom with him. Um, so that that is very good news as we pass that update along and as we uh, as, as we keep you posted on what's been a, a you know a, a rough year, a rough go of it for the UVA program of uh, the the shooting of three players last year and then Paris Jones's injury uh, that, that's a team that has been through a lot uh, our breaking news this morning in the world of football the world of the NFL is that Deshaun Watson will miss the rest of the season for the Cleveland Browns he'll undergo surgery on his shoulder to be fully ready for 2024 according to the team comes at a rough time for the Browns though they're six and three big game against the Steelers this weekend to get inside track on a playoff spot uh, P.J. Walker is going to be your quarterback for the Browns. Uh, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, a, a, a rookie, will become the backup. That's uh, This is a, a sentence I did not see myself uttering this time of year, that P.J. Walker will face Kenny Pickett with uh, with potentially the, the five seed in the AFC on the line on Sunday. Those are, those are a pair of good defenses. Certainly won't deny that. Pair of good defenses. But uh, yeah, that's that's uh, that's an impressive amount of carrying those defenses have done for those teams this year, and one of them will have to do it again this weekend as the Browns take on the Steelers. Uh, the Commanders will take on the Giants. Uh, looking forward to that one. Looking forward to hopefully uh, a little victory Monday back here next Monday. I think we're live from Ashburn on Monday, so that'll be exciting. We haven't done live from Ashburn on a Monday in a while. Uh, victory Monday potentially. So as as we turn the corner into next week, next week is the uh, the the Thanksgiving game. They'll be down in Dallas, obviously playing on Thanksgiving. So they'll practice uh, Monday, Tuesday. Uh, so we'll we'll uh, I think we'll have live from Ashburn Monday and Tuesday. So that that'll be a treat. Get to, get to talk to you on the old Zoom machine, JC. Uh, you thought it was you thought it was dead after the pandemic. I'd be okay never being on another Zoom again the rest of my life. Uh, 99% of the Zooms I have been a part of in my life could have been emails, uh, which is which is a story of also 99% of the meetings I've been in in my life could could have been settled in an email. Uh, one thing we can't settle in an email is hotel pen trivia. It's the most prestigious prize in all the radio. I'm gonna give us a little extra time to conduct hotel pit trivia today because I always get I always get smashed up against the against the clock at the top of the hour. So we're gonna, we're gonna break right now. We're gonna come back. We're gonna do hotel pin trivia for the most prestigious prize in all the sports radio. This is nine ten the fan now one zero five one. Good stuff from JC on the board. Love it. It is 1046. It's a Wednesday morning. A VCU game day. You'll hear them right here on the fan tonight. Radford takes on the Rams. 7 o'clock tip at the Seagull Center. Uh, a tough test awaits for Ryan Odom and his crew as uh, they, they try to find some more shooting. A little more three-point shooting would be nice tonight. Uh, right now, Max Shulga carrying that load. Would love to see some other guys get some good shots, get in on that action. Right now, though, it is time to play for the most prestigious prize in all of radio. It's trivia time. It's time to compete for the most prestigious prize in local radio. If you want to play, call in now at 833-804-0910. It's time for Hotel and Trivia with MP on the mic. Let's play the feud. All right, how about that? Which... That's like, it's a BuzzFeed quiz. Which family feud host are you? 
Which, uh, I'm definitely Steve. You're Steve Harvey? Oh, definitely. Why are you Steve Harvey? Because the, the answers never impress me. I'm like, you really think that's going to be up there? <laughs> Steve Harvey does the thing where he just turns to the camera. Like, that's that's half the show is just him mugging for the camera. Mm-hmm. You you see yourself as the star is what I'm hearing. In your family feud, you're the star. Maybe. Not the contestants. You're there to mock the contestants. I didn't know being a contestant was an option. No, no, no. You're a host. <laughs> but, like, I mean... The Richard Karn era, the contestants were the stars. He was oh, just there to facilitate yeah. their participation in the show. That's uh, true. John O'Hurley, host of the feud for a few minutes. Um, suave, but but not not bringing the amount of energy that the feud calls for. Right. Louis Anderson hosted the feud. Ah, Louis. Okay, I might be Louis. Okay. Now that I'm thinking about it, I might be Louis. Louis was excited to come to work every day. <laughs> That's he, he, for sure. he loved the feud. He loved playing the feud. All right, here's the rule. Uh, I ask a question. You call in if you know the answer. Uh, and if you win, if you call in, you talk to Josh, and you have the correct answer. There are multiple correct answers here. You just need one of them. Uh, if you have the correct answer, uh, you will win. I will mail you at, at no cost to you. That, that's really the exciting part of the game. There's no shipping and handling. A pen to, to write with from a hotel I have stayed at. Uh, this, this is truly, I mean, we we've sent out, Eight or nine of these, and people keep calling, which blows my mind. Uh, at some point, the calls will surely dry up. We may have to offer a real prize. <laughs> we'll look into that for, for 24. If we ever offer a real prize, right. we'll reset the board. You, you can call back in and win again. Until then, it's one win per person. Free pen? It's free, and uh, it's from somewhere else. Uh, <laughs> and you, you never know what you're going to get. I'm actually I'm, I'm holding one right now. What do we we got? Uh, It says says, Kimpton. Kimpton Hotels and Resorts. It's purple. I don't know if we'll mail this one or not. There's quite a few hanging out here. We can play this game for a while. College Game Day is coming to JMU this weekend. And and what I want to know is, name a JMU football alum who played at least two years in the NFL in the National Football League. So, cup of coffee doesn't count. Has to be somebody who played two years In the NFL, the phone number to call is 833-804-0910. So it's trivia time. Name a JMU football alum who played at least two years in the league. 833-804-0910. If you know the answer, if you could name a JMU football player who has spent at least two years in the National Football League. A pretty, uh, pretty distinguished for, for what they were, which was an FCS school for a very long time. Uh, some, some good alumni there, some, some noteworthy names. Uh, certainly one name I think pops to my mind right away. I floated this question by Gary Hess earlier, who is the 910, the fan sports director. And uh, he, he gave me a different one than, than, I thought we would, than I thought we would get. So that was interesting to me. Um, we just had a guess mm-hmm. at uh, Stenny. Spenny or Stenny? It's not one of the answers I have, Michael. And as you guys know, I don't know much about sports, so I've got the correct answers on a little printout right next to me. <laughs> um, the phone lines are still open. Keep calling, guys. 833 Did he say Aaron, Aaron Stinney was the answer? Yes. We got to look. Aaron Stinney, I 
think was practice squad his first year. I think he was just one year, but he Ooh. no Reviewing no he's, he's still with the Bucks. No, okay. he's, all right. If if you said Aaron, if you called in and said Aaron Stinney, call back. You're you're the winner here. Um, call back. Call call back. Um, we get, so we've got three calls on the line. Um, go ahead. You you can take a winner here. Uh oh, we've got our. This may be our first controversy day here at uh, our, our first uh, hotel pin trivia controversy here. Uh-oh. This is uh, – so so hang on just a second. Josh, put them on hold. Uh, line four is our previous caller. He's calling back. So put put line one on hold. We're, we're going to give out two pins today. Get line four. Get his address. Uh, he's a winner. Um, yeah. So, so lines two and three, if you haven't gotten through, don't worry about it. Line one, we just took a winner. You're going to get a pin two. Hang on just a second. Josh will circle back and get your information. Uh, and, and we're talking, he's talking with line four right now, who gave a winner earlier, Aaron Stinney, um, but, but was not on Josh's list. That's all right. Um, we're still teaching Josh about sports. That, that's all right. We'll, we'll get there. Um, we're we're going to avoid controversy here. We, can, we cannot afford for this segment to go down in, in the fiery flames of controversy. Uh, so, excellent. So, we got our two winners on the line. Line one, hang on. We'll get back to you in a second, uh, and we will give these out. So, yes, uh, Gary Clark, I, I think, was my first pick there. Uh, name a JMU alum who was uh, in the NFL for at least two years. That was the first one that came to my mind. I asked Gary Hess, and Gary Hess's answer was Scott Norwood, uh, who, of course, v- kicked a very famous field goal in the Super Bowl. Um, I think everybody knows who Scott Norwood is. I had not immediately associated that he was a JMU grad. Um, that that's a, I guess a touch before my time as well. Josh Wells was another one I, I went straight to. Uh, they've produced some talent in recent years, obviously. Uh, Charles Haley, uh, probably the other one that immediately comes to your mind when you think about JMU alums in the NFL, Gary Clark, Charles Haley. Um, also, Akeem, Akeem Jordan, Arthur Motes, Dean Marlowe, Daniel Brown. Oh, Jimmy Moreland, the people's corner. Um, of course, played uh, played cornerback for the uh, the Redskins slash football team, I believe. I believe he was a two-era guy. Small number. We'll be asking someday who are the, who are the four-name guys, right? If they change again from commanders, we're going to have some four-name guys, right, who are – Redskins football team commander's fourth name. If they get it changed in the next couple of years, Tress Way's got a shot at being a four-name guy. John Allen's got a shot at being a four-name guy. Uh, was Terry Mc... I'm going to look up Terry McLaurin real quick. Was he... He was. Terry McLaurin could be a four-name guy as well if he hangs around. Those are, Those would be the top three on my watch list. We'll have some two-name guys and some three-name guys. We'll see about four-name guys. Uh, but I've given out the list. Josh has recovered from his frantic uh, minute here. With two winners today on Hotel Pin Trivia. Two entire winners. Congre- we avoid this segment going down <laughs> in the flames of controversy, so that's uh, that's great news for everybody. Yeah. Uh, congratulations to John from Richmond mm-hmm. and Steve from Glen Allen. Good job, guys. John and Steve, thank you both for calling in. Thank you for, for participating. We love that people do this with us every week. It makes us feel like uh, like a little family here as a show. Uh, we started we started this show just one day. We showed up on the air, and uh, Bennett Zier runs the place, and BZ said, come in and do a show. I said, well, like, don't you like plan those and promote them? Uh, not, not this one. 
Because it just show up. People will listen. I spontaneously appeared behind the board one day. That's correct. Michael was very confused. And here we are, uh, two and a half months later, still rolling. Uh, very appreciative of all you guys for tuning in. And uh, it, we have a lot of fun doing this. Hopefully you have a lot of fun listening with us. We've got to step aside. It is the top of the hour break here. Uh, I think I didn't actually consult with you on that. We were so busy doing trivia. It's time to step aside. Yeah, I'm getting the nod. Getting the nod from Josh. Josh has many roles here. He he gets addresses of trivia winners, and he tells me to stop talking, which is not as easy of a gig as it would appear. Mike Svetis is on the other side of this. You're listening to 910 The Fan, now 105.1 FM. FM. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 